tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra. Today, I have another wonderful guest. I'm speaking to the fantastic Deshaun Brewer. Uh, this wonderful young gentleman is a content creator, producer, a publicist. Um, he is the host of Teen Talk Vegas, and he is also the creator and host of his own show, which is Let's Let's Talk Billions, which he is kicking um, kicking up some dust. He, he, he's getting it. He's getting it started for us. So definitely looking forward to hearing more about this show and all the things that he's um, unveiling and all that other good stuff. So. Deshaun, do I have you with me? Deshaun Brewer, go ahead and drop that introduction for us. Let's get rolling on this interview. Looking forward for you to dropping all the goods. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this one. So let's let's go, Deshaun. How's everything going today? How are you? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's definitely a pleasure. And as you stated before, my name is Deshaun Brewer. I'm currently a college student attending the College of Southern Nevada, majoring in media communications. I aspire to be a publicist, but you know if that doesn't go around. I'm going to be a talk show host. So I'm trying to balance <laughs> right. you both at the same time. So regardless if one doesn't go in my favor, I still have the other one to back me up. Love it. Yeah. And that talk show host, I mean, that that's one of the, I, I already see it, man. I, I was looking at some of your reels, you know, the clips and stuff. So it's like, all right, you know, I, it, it goes hand in hand. And, you know, obviously you, you're a great communicator and from what I've seen, you know, it's already like, okay, you know, this guy was born to do this. So I, I definitely feel the talk show part of it. But before we jump into that, give us a little introduction about how you how you actually got started. I know you're a student, you're a sophomore, correct? Yes. All right. Well, give us an introduction. Let us um, know how you actually got started with media and then just getting into the whole um, content creation process, because you have a lot of stuff going on and you were just featured on a local news station. I believe it was was it um channel three it was channel three news of las vegas and it was a wonderful experience it was my first ever interview on national television and i did really well i surprised myself by how well i was speaking but i was also prepared for that moment i've been preparing for it for years it's just like okay now it's here and now i'm ready yeah you you jumped into that with no issues at all like i was like okay yeah this guy's hey you know, you, you, you will be on that media platform uh, hosting your own show. And I think it's going to be a little bit sooner than you think, just based off of the your enthusiasm and interest in the subject. And, you know, it's, it, it seemed like it was natural from what I saw. So uh, anyway, let me let you give us a little background of how you actually got into media and your interest, your interest in, in PR. And then we, you know, let's let's keep it moving. Well, actually, my story goes back all the way to high school. When I was in high school, I used to always love helping people. So I created the Black Student Union for my high school. And my high school was predominantly white. So when I created this Black Student Union, I wanted a place where all of us can actually just come and be as one. And that sparked my interest to even want to go to an HBCU. So when I first went out to my HBCU, which was with Cookman University, I was majoring in criminal justice because I loved the law, but I also didn't like the way African Americans were being treated. 
So I was like, okay, so since I love to talk, let me just stay in this field and find a way to help my people. When I went off to college, I also started doing teen talk. I started doing teen talk because I was invited by one of my mentors to be interviewed for a Black on Purpose Network. Black on Purpose Network. That was my first time actually being interviewed in front of a camera, but she loved exactly what I had to say, and the people who were filming me were actually the creators of Teen Talk. So they was like, hey, well, I loved your interview, and I would love to invite you to come on to Teen Talk. So I've actually been doing Teen Talk ever since October of 2016, and we have just now reached our five-year mark because we've been around since 2015. And just working with this program, it actually gave me the knowledge I needed to know exactly what PR really meant. Because by us being a nonprofit, we didn't have any help or support. So everything I had to do, I learned on my own. Yeah. And through just Google and just meeting different mentors that would kind of help me along the way. And I will always show people exactly what, how I'm progressing so I can see what is it that I'm doing that needs to be changed. So my program can be more respected and more people can know about us. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and so with Teen Talk, I know that that is primarily based on, you know, the different issues that are uh, happening during that time period in your life, you know, so it's like, do you guys cover a certain age or a certain demographic? Cause I know like you're in college. So what, what, what's the, what's the angle for the, um, the audience that you guys normally target? We aim for ages 13 to 19, but because okay. demographics are changing, just because I target audiences 13 to 19, we actually get a lot more college students and older people who want to hear from the teenager's point of view. And it's kind of crazy to me because we're speaking to teenagers, but a lot of older people and young college students really just enjoy listening. So I actually tried to shift the dynamics of this actually including different college students. So I would only have a college student host the show. And as a host, your job is really just to put information out of your team. You're really never supposed to talk over your teams, but you're just really trying to push them and spark a conversation based off their prior knowledge. And we don't use any scripts when we do go in there. The only person who will need a script is the host, just so they can see exactly the order of the show. Read the intros, because we do want the intros to be perfectly said, because we have a lot of sponsors that do support that do support us in the community. But outside of that, our actual teams who are on air, they don't have any script, but it's just based off their prior knowledge and their love for the, the topic at hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that is that's really great to hear. And as far as I know, like with you being a producer, is there a certain... Is there a say, certain time or there are certain topics that you guys aim to cover? Because I know like things change so week by week, especially with you being a student. I'm pretty sure within the local community, maybe there's different issues and things like that are, that are happening within your age demographic. But do you aim to cover like a specific type of, of uh, topic or content? Well, since Teen Talk has been creative, we covered every topic that's possible to the point we started to recreate the same topic, but to make it better. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So we really, it's no discrimination that comes to the topic. We try to cover anything from politics down to pop culture, positivity. We really just want our show to be a positive The Shade Room. Because that is our, our goal. We love how The Shade Room visits, well, I said The Shade Room people are very, um, very active on their page. So when it comes to us doing that, we try to stay on the level of The Shade Room and The Breakfast Club, but coming from a team perspective and being very positive. Because we notice that we don't see any radio program that is a nonprofit doing exactly what we're doing. We want to be the first. So that's another reason why it meant everything to me to go to the Grammys to represent my radio program. Because a lot of nonprofits don't do that to the world that's not obtainable. And because we didn't have a budget, we were still able to make it happen. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I will be in the Grammys 
I will be at the Grammys next weekend. I'm yeah. um, January 24th to January 26th. That's very exciting, as I said. Yeah, and I, I know because you did uh, last year, you were invited. No, you were just invited, and you you will be attending uh, this next coming up week, I believe, um, you mentioned to me. So tell me a bit about, okay, so now we, you have Team Talk, and I know you were just discussing how you, you know, the goal is to bring more positive, you know, images when it comes to, like, the, the things that you guys experience. Um, do you guys, like, because I know you do guest interviews and things like that, are you guys getting any requests from um, your audience to, you know, bring in uh, local people or what, what types of requests and responses are you getting from your local community? Well, when, when Team Talk originally started, that's all we had was the local support. So we was always bringing on locals. We was always interviewing young entrepreneurs, young artists. And we even wanted, I created a section where we can interview the young high school students who are excelling in school, but who are not too good at anything. But you're good at school, so we also want to give them recognition as well. Because we know some people are really just school restricted. They don't do anything extra extra throughout their daily activities. So it's just like, okay, let's come up with different ways to show our teams that we do care about them in the community. And since we, we grew a large report for our community, I was like, okay, I'm not ready to start reaching out to influencers because I'm, I'm tired of our radio program always being overlooked and people not knowing that we exist. I want to show people that we can be just as popular of a, as a commercial radio station while being a nonprofit. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And that, that growth, I mean, obviously, you know, as you guys continue, you, you're definitely going to grow. What do you think is the most, um, have you noticed any trends as far as the different content that you've produced? Like, have you noticed, like, maybe your your talks on uh, community issues or have been a bit more powerful than the, the uh, you know, I don't know, maybe there's uh, entertainment or, or sports. Like, which issues or topics do you find to be the most powerful when it comes to the different um, content you guys produce? Well, I'm glad that you asked that because when it comes to the, the content, I look for three different things. I look for how it inspires our youth, how it will educate them, and how will and how will this content elevate their future? So if the content does not have those three things in it, or at least one of them, we don't ever talk about it. Oh, wow. And those three things is what's needed to take our generation to, to keep it moving forward. So I instill that in my team early, so when they're giving us topics, all of the topics have a purpose. We never talk about something that doesn't have a purpose. Because we look at it as, okay, imagine if you're the audience. They're going to be looking at, okay, why, does, why are you guys talking about this? What is the purpose behind it? And if they can say that, then that's when you know we messed up. So I always make them overthink things just so when something does go wrong, they're always prepared. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I love your spirit. I need you uh, producing <laughs> on my team because, you you know, you, you have the you have the fire and the enthusiasm to get it done. And I just I don't know. I just like what I've seen and uh, seen. Yeah, I like what I've seen from you up to this point. Um, OK, so let's let's hold on team talk. Okay, and I want to get into um, let's talk billions because I okay I looked at the team talk and I, you know that reel was one thing and then you flip to more of a personal perspective which is the the Sean Brewer you know you have the publicist you have the content creator you have a young gentleman that is actually working and doing some of the things that he is specifically interested in and I know your initiatives are a little bit different for for, for let's talk billions than it is for the team talk. Um, you know, show. So give us a little introduction on Let's Talk Billions and some of the things that you're looking to achieve with that particular show. Okay, well, when I originally went over to the production studio, which was Billion Shimini Studios, I wanted to 
apply for a job because at the time I was jobless. I had just lost my job. Um, the my previous owner didn't pay the rent, so by him not paying the rent, the owner I should say the owner of that complex evicted us. So all of the employees were just laid off. And for me to be a college student and that happened, it's like okay, it's hard for me to get a job because I'm always in school during the morning. And a lot of jobs act like they can't accommodate a person who can only work during the afternoon or late shift. So I'm always forced to stay in the food industry. But when that happened, I was like, okay, I'm not going back to the food industry. I'm tired of this, and I feel like I deserve better. By me going to the production studio, they didn't offer me a paid position, but they also offered me an internship. And at that time, I was like, okay, I'm already doing an internship with Teen Talk. And it doesn't feel like an internship with Teen Talk because I actually – grow the program so rapidly to it's not even an internship. That's actually helping me put, pave my future forward. Yeah. So everything I accept is always the purpose behind it. And my purpose of even accepting the internship at the production studio was just to learn how to be on camera so I can teach my teens how to be on camera because I eventually want them to be on TV when it comes to Teen Talk. The Teen Talk is going to be a TV show in the future. But I also want my teens to be already equipped and ready. So whenever somebody say, hey, let's turn this into a show, we're already ready and we don't have to prepare. So that's the real reason why I chose to internship now. And I'm also working on my personal brand because I also want to have my own personal brand aside from Teen Talk because I can't be a teen forever. But I still have that passion and that drive to always want to uplift my team. So whatever whatever position I do get, I'm always thinking forward of how I can incorporate this program or how I can take these same skills and in, invest it in them. Due to us being a nonprofit, we don't have professionals to come and teach them. I am the professional. So every position I get, I have to always make sure it's going to be a learning experience and something I can teach my team. Just me going to the Grammys and seeing how you have to carry yourself and product yourself, that's an experience and that could be a workshop that I'm now teaching my team who never yet experienced it, but when they do experience it, to the world, that's going to shock them because they're going to assume a teen is going to look starstruck when they see a celebrity. But I'm going to have them already ready for it to the point they're going to be professionals at such a young age. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that, and see, now you're stepping into the mentorship role, which I, I love that uh, about what you're doing. Uh, let's talk a bit about... You know, you, you just mentioned that you want to be prepared once you, you know, get your team and stuff together. So... Give me like two or three steps. What are you doing right now? What are some of the steps you're taking to prepare for that next level of, of success you, you're looking to obtain? Well, the first one is actually one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to do, and that's delegate. I've always been a person that do everything, and for me to have to delegate these tasks to other people, I now have to entrust in them to do it. Right. And to me, that's very hard because I feel like can't nobody do it better than me. Right. But even if I feel like that, I still have to entrust to somebody else to do it because I can't do everything in one day. I can't do everything. That's true. But now I have to start training people to be equally as good as me. So what I, I'm always taking people underneath my wing. I'm always teaching a person one aspect of things that I'm currently doing. So at least you know this one aspect because I can't train you on everything at once. But at least if you get the, basic, the basics of writing, you can do a lot of things. Just knowing how to write is one of the key things to being successful in any industry. Write, writing in math. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that that math, I tell you, that math can be a beast, Deshaun. <laughs> so, so it's like if you can't do math, you need to know how to write. You, if you can't do both. Now you're going to have to make yourself stand out from the crowd because everybody knows how to write. 
Yeah. Well, most people. Yeah, you, you're right. Like what? So what? Give me a take on creative talents and abilities. Like you know, everybody has that one skill that they just dominate you know so like do you have is there anything in in particular that you just absolutely enjoy doing that you really you know that you could delegate but you feel like your skills are up to part of where you just kind of take it on yourself um yes social media management i love posting pop culture (laughs) on social media but i love putting my own twist on it i don't like to be basic and i see a lot of people will post the same content exactly it would just be the same exact content and I'm like, okay, if you, was, if you was paying attention, you notice that this person had an error. Me, I'm going to teach my teams, don't be lazy. So if you have to recreate somebody's post, recreate it to make it better. Who cares if you took their video, but now your video is going to go viral because you wasn't lazy when it came to your caption. You made sure your caption were with your video. And you also even watermarked your content so nobody can fake it. Oh, so wow. I teach them yeah. all these little small things. And to them, it's like, ugh, that doesn't matter. But I'm like, if you, if you really think about it, when you start your own business, you're not going to accept anything less than what I've already taught you. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's powerful. That is so powerful coming from a a student. You know, it, you're definitely years ahead of a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs because you're already getting a lot of the experience and you've obviously done some internships. And I know that, you know, whoever's mentoring you or whoever whoever's wings you're under, you know, obviously they're doing some wonderful things right, which and, um, which I love. And it's crazy that you said that because I'm really not underneath anybody's wing. Nobody is really training me on anything that I'm doing. All of my mentors are more so there for support and guidance when I feel like I'm about to give up. And I've always, I always find myself coming to those moments where I'm about to give up on one of the things that I'm doing because I'm always doing multiple things. It's never mm-hmm. just one. So I have a lot of mentors who would just keep me moving forward, but I really don't have a mentor yet who is yet teach me because there is a lot of things I currently do not know but I am in college but I want to be able to know these things before entering that class so that way I can always be ahead of my class one because I have the experience and two because I already know how to do it yeah yeah well I tell you what I love that even more because uh, you just mentioned that you know you're not directly under anybody's wings but you know during times where you want to give up there's obviously certain people that you turn to so okay so now that um, you you know, you have team talk, you have a lot of other different things going, you're a student. What are what are some of the things that you do to kind of keep you going when you do have those moments where you don't feel like taking the next step? I have to really just sit back and reevaluate the things that I've already done. And I also have to just give myself a mental break. I just have to literally just check out of my mind. Because yeah. my mind is always going. It's always on a go. What are the Sometimes some- I just have to go to yeah. Okay. I was just about to ask, like, as a student, give me like two or three tools or resources that you use to take that mental break to disconnect. I go to sleep. Sometimes I would just, I'm always on my phone. So to me, it's the difference when you're on your phone doing something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And when you're on your phone doing something you don't want to do. And you don't want to do it. Your mind will not, your mind will not give you the option to do it. It's almost like you just can't stay focused enough to read that little one simple paragraph that you're supposed to read. Because you keep going to Instagram. Yeah. That's why you can tell when somebody really don't want to do it. But I'm always in that moment. I'd be like, okay, it takes me two hours to send one text message because I really don't want to do it. Yeah. But my <laughs> right. mind gets scatterbrained. And I'm like, okay, I go off to something else. But yeah. even as being a college student, I also just join different support groups. And I join, every time I go to college, I always join a black student union because every college I've been to, it's always, we're always considered the minority. 
And with that being said, I always have to connect with one of the black professors so I can always have somebody who won't steer me in the wrong direction. Even if they're not my counsel, I just need to be connected with at least one black professor wherever I go so I can ensure that I will have a successful school year. Yeah. I've already experienced where they'll tell you one thing and it's something different when it comes to your schooling or they say you don't owe anything and then when you go off to school, they say that you owe 7000 I had to actually experience that because I went off to Bethune-Cooking University and before I got on the flight, they said I didn't owe anything. But when I arrived, they said I owe $7,000. Oh, wow. I didn't have $7,000, so I was forced to stay there for seven days, stranded, with nowhere to stay. Luckily, I had friends who was able to take me in and feed me, but just that whole experience of me having to go through that, and I really wanted to be at that university, that's what actually stopped me from going to school for one year. But I was like, okay, I need to just go to school. I need a break. But even though I'm not in school, I need to see exactly how far can I elevate in one year. Will I be able to tell myself I don't need to go to school? Because there's one thing when people say, yeah, I don't need school. Okay, if you don't need school, let's see exactly what you could do in one year without it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I could, I really didn't do much. So I was like, yep, I need school. So that's why I went back to school, but I gave myself one year. Because I always had people who was willing to give me sponsorships and give me scholarships. But because I didn't really like school, it's always hard for me to stay focused. Because I keep, I have to start over. The experience of me not being able to go to Bethune Cookman University and them not giving me back my transcripts, it made me start over. So not only did I have to start over, I had to mentally tell myself that I was starting over. Because I had a semester full of credits. But because they said I owe and they didn't want to give me my transcript, it made me start over. So that was another milestone in my life because if I would have stayed at that HBCU, my life would not be where it is now. I would have never took this, I would have never taken this path because even though I'm living this path, I still regret it internally because I've always wanted to go to an HBCU. I've always wanted to pledge to a brother line. And so now that everything is picking up for me, I can't even go up to an HBCU because I can't allow myself to be tied down. So it is one thing that I do regret, but it's just one of those things where you just have to do what is best for yourself. And then sometimes what you want is not what's meant for you. That's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, and you know, at the end of the day, it's obviously a learning experience. And the best thing is to just keep looking forward. You know, you definitely don't want to get distracted if you've made it this far without attending that top pick university that you wanted. And then just like you said, you know, sometimes college is not for everybody. You know, there's different things that people can do. And I I like the fact that you mentioned that you put just you, you, you said, you know, hey, I'm gonna give myself a year and see if it's something that I need or if it's you know, if it's meant for me and luckily for you, you were able to, to determine, you know, your next step. So that is good. And it brings me to the question of your college experience. Like, how, how are you managing your time? You know, you, you mentioned focus earlier. So how are you managing being able to do um, your different TV sh- uh, programs? And like, I know you probably have some extracurriculars and studying and stuff like that. But how do you stay focused? Honestly, I stay focused because I know because I have that entrepreneurship mindset. I know if I don't do it, nobody else will. So I have to always keep doing it because I know if I don't do it, nobody else will. And I do have a team, yes, but what's the priority to me might not be a priority to somebody else. Right. So it's the difference that, yeah, I have people who can do it, but will they make that a priority? And mm-hmm. that's why I always find myself having to do it because I don't like waiting on people. Yeah. So I don't, and right. I don't like waiting on people when I can do it myself, yeah. especially if I can do it myself. Love it. 
Love it, love it, Deshaun. Um, yeah, the, the next Steve Harvey. I mean, within the next, you know, I don't know, five, ten years, I'm looking forward to seeing you on like maybe a handful of uh, 200,000 different TV shows and hosting different programs and stuff like that. I mean, I, I definitely feel like you have the, I mean, obviously you have the demeanor, you know, and you have the talent and skill and the passion for it. So wishing you much, much success, much success in the future. And before we wrap up, leave us uh with some words of encouragement for anybody that's listening or, you know, somebody that's inspiring to be a um, producer and, and kind of walking in some of the shoes that you have right now. Definitely. Well, my favorite quote is, will always be, if it's meant to me, if it's meant to be, then it's up to me in WACP. And that was the very first quote I ever heard when I started being a part of the Black Student Union. And it resonated with me because if it's meant to you, it will happen, regardless of what anybody tell you, regardless of what type of nose or what type of struggles you're going to go through before you get there but if it's meant for you you're going to go through all the hurdles to get there and that's a quote that i live by every day because every day i'm doing something somebody tell me was impossible to do love it what's that drop it for us one more time if it's meant to be then it's up to me and double acp oh wow love that all right Deshaun, let us know where we can reach you online if there's anybody that's looking to connect or uh just to kind of follow you uh, drop all your website social media handles uh anything else Definitely that you want to leave well, definitely, if you guys would like to connect on the, profession, on the professional level, you can add me on LinkedIn at Deshaun Brewer, D-E-S-E-A-N, last name Brewer, B-R-E-W-E-R. And I also can be found on Instagram at Deshaun B. Official. So it makes it very easy. And if you also would like to follow Let's Talk Billions or Team Talk, all of that information can be found on my page. So let's go to Deshaun B. Official, and it's going to be a one-stop shop for you. All right, perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, Deshaun Brewer. I definitely appreciate having you as a guest, Deshaun. You take care, and thanks so much for taking the time out to speak with us. No problem. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.